Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 26 of All This and World War II. Today is the beginning of Chapter 7, colon, Kruptman's Revenge, but it could perhaps be better titled Chapter 7, colon, Police Shit. Now, you didn't come to this game, to this module, or indeed to this podcast for police shit. Neither did I. No one did. We came here for superhero shit, and it sure seemed like we were going to get it for a little while there. All that talk about superhero bases, superhero vehicles, superpowers, all those wacky-ass biographies of Moon Knight and his on-again, off-again relationship with Khonshu and Scarlet Witch teaching neighborhood teenagers how to control the fucking weather. It seemed like superhero shit was going to form the core of this adventure, but it is on this day, with this scene at the end of, believe it or not, the most open-ended portion of this adventure, uh, that choice between three different scenes, it is now that we discover this adventure is not about superhero shit, it is about police shit, and I'll explain what I mean. One way or another, whichever way you've followed the clue trail up to this point, your superhero group has determined that that guy, Dr. Klaus Kruppmann, might not be a simple, innocent, mysterious German defector scientist who sure seems to know an awful lot about time travel. So you're going to go to Kruppmann's place. And the illustration here makes it look like this is going to be some superhero shit indeed. At the bottom of the page, we've got an illustration. Dr. Kruppmann is in the foreground with a laser rifle firing it off. I don't know at what. All the superheroes are clearly visible elsewhere in the shot, and he's just firing this laser rifle off to the side. And not wildly either, like his whole body is pointing, he's aiming, but he's shooting at something down into the left. Meanwhile, all six of the West Coast Avengers, who feature in this book's illustrations, are literally crashing into his lab. Moon Knight, Tigra, and Hawkeye are diving down through the crumbling roof, and Vision, Wonder Man, and Scarlet Witch are bursting through a brick wall. If anything, this is too much superhero shit. Don't don't break down a man's roof and the adjoining wall at the same time. The whole fucking building's gonna fall over, but, but there's no time to worry about that now. And also no time to worry about the fact, you know, this lab has a door, and no time to worry about the fact that Vision can walk through walls, and the only reason for him to burst through bricks like this is because he just fucking feels like it. I mean, maybe this wasn't his plan, but he sure seems to be going along with it. Hey, hey, what does the Vision do when he's ordered to burst through a brick wall? He gets hard. Dirty jokes about density manipulation. Unlike police shit, this is why you come to the podcast. Anyway, all these superheroes are bursting into the room, breaking down the ceiling, breaking down the walls. Kruptman is firing off his laser rifle. It looks like the siege of Kruptman's lab. It looks like we're probably going to fight a robot any minute. That's the illustration. When the players go to Kruptman's lab, here's the read aloud text. Quote, Kruptman's lab is in a slight state of disrepair. Boxes and papers lie strewn everywhere. The doctor himself is the only one in the laboratory. Apparently, he has dismissed his assistance for the day. It goes on to say, ignoring the possibility of us bursting through the brick wall, quote, Whenever the heroes enter the lab, Kruppmann will be busy packing away a few notes and pieces of apparatus. He is planning to gather a few of his things and run. With the failure of the break-in, he believes that it is only a matter of time before someone uncovers his involvement. When he sees the heroes enter, Kruppmann's fears look to be justified. He is obviously extremely nervous. If asked about the microscanner, he will identify the tool as having come from his lab, and will claim that the intruders must have somehow stolen the tool after their arrival. 
which the heroes will recognize as a lie if they have found the clues out on the perimeter. This is your reward for having done the walk around the perimeter like the Misfits did, checking out that security system, remember? our scientist on the Misfits. In my opinion, as a geneticist, this motion detector is in perfect working order. Anyway, your reward for doing that is that you know Kruptman is lying here because you know they had the microscanner when they came in. Well, you don't really know that. The microscanner is one way they could have gotten in, but there's no evidence they did. It's just conjecture. But this is comic books. The conjecture of a geneticist about possible ways someone could have snuck past a security camera, that's as good as a conviction. Lock them up. And anyway, it doesn't matter, because no matter what the players know or don't know, by the time they get to this scene, quote, if asked about his nervous condition, or whenever the heroes finally get around to searching the lab, Kruptman will finally snap and produce an experimental laser rifle from under a lab table. In desperation, he will attempt to shoot the heroes and flee. This is not only a bad idea on Kruptman's part, but a premeditated bad idea. He had to go get his hands on an experimental laser rifle, presumably not part of his chronal locomotion research, and hide it under his table, so that, if worst came to worst and the superheroes came calling, he could pull out the laser rifle, start spraying lasers everywhere, and I guess just run on foot out of this highly secure, top-secret, not-quite-shield base and into the New Mexico desert? I, I don't know. But of course, he doesn't have a real plan. Like most of the things in this module, the characters behave as though they know where the story is going. He knows he's getting caught in this scene, so why plan beyond this? He's not showing up after this. Might as well have some fun with the laser rifle before you disappear from the adventure. Anyway, Kruptman opens fire with the laser rifle. Quote, Kruptman will undoubtedly prove little threat to the heroes. After they have disposed of him, they will probably want to search both the doctor and his laboratory. So already you can see the imbalance here. Like, it seems like some superhero shit is going to happen, but we just walk into the lab. We start asking questions, looking around. Dude seems nervous. The heroes start to get too close to the truth. Kruptman pulls out a gun. We easily subdue him. Now we know our suspicions were true, and we start to search the area. Already I'm starting to feel like, did this job need a grim servant of the moon god and a mutant witch and a fucking intangible robot? Like, all we did is come sweat the witness, wrestle a gun out of their hand, and start searching the cupboards. But anyway, search the cupboards we do, we find that there's a glass cabinet of special significance. Quote, the only thing out of the ordinary they will find in the lab is that the microscanner tool is missing from a glass cabinet that features a combination lock. It's kind of a peculiar thing to notice that a top-secret lab is missing a specific tool inside a specific glass cabinet. Like, you don't even need a science skill to know that. You just glance at this glass cabinet, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I somehow know there should be a microscanner tool in there, and there isn't. Write it down in the clue notebook. Uh, and then you search Kruptman, presumably, because this is police shit. He's got a wallet, his ID, and there's that glass cabinet that is conspicuously missing some kind of obscure tool called a microscanner. If you look at the papers that Krupton was packing up and you make a reason roll, then once again, you have a chance to learn that he was working on chronal locomotion. You can see here the illusionism at play in this adventure. The philosophy of this adventure is definitely like, we want everything to go exactly the way it's planned to go. The text of the adventure that the judge reads does not so much provide forks or consequences or options as it provides excuses for why the predetermined outcome happens no matter what the characters do to try to make it feel consequential from the player side. And here you can kind of see the vague outline of like the loser's route through this adventure. If you show up to fight Cavalier and then the commandos show up and you fight the commandos and they start kicking your ass so base security has to come in and bail you out, then you're trying to leave and Fury's like, wait, goddammit, we've got to search the commandos. And then you search the commandos and you find the micro scanner and the little insignia 
and you don't care about the insignia. So you go walk around outside and try to figure out how they got in. But because you have no one with a science skill, you have no clue. And then you go back to where the prisoners are being interrogated, but the prisoners won't tell you anything but their name and serial number. So you've got nothing to go on but this micro scanner, which is clearly labeled as being from the base. So you just start walking around seeing who's missing a micro scanner. Then you walk into Kruppman's office and are like, excuse me, are you missing a micro scanner? And then he pulls out a laser rifle and is like, you've thwarted my evil plan. Heil Hitler, zap, 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 zap. So no investigation work is necessary here. No matter what you do, Kruppman just loses his shit and starts firing lasers at you. And anyway, once he's taken down, you search his wallet, nothing but his ID. You search the lab, nothing but the little empty dotted line outline of a micro scanner in a glass cabinet. Everything up to this point is pretty much preordained, right? But what comes next depends upon the players to understand that we are now fully into the world of police shit. We are now no longer playing West Coast Avengers, really. We're playing Dragnet. Here's the aftermath section. Quote, by now, the heroes should have a pretty good idea of exactly what is going on. They might have even already guessed that the commandos are time travelers from the past. Oh, you don't say. You mean the actual literal Nazis identifying themselves as actual Nazis giving their serial numbers and holding World War II era weapons? Hmm. Something tells me that everything here is exactly what it appears to be. Uh, quote, in any case, they will surely want to know exactly what Kruptman and his pals were up to. Of course, they attacked us. They interfered with our robot test. How will the government oppress my people without this vital data? The fascists must pay for interfering with the work of the other fascists. So what do we do? Do we go look into the conspiracy on the base, see how high up it goes? Is Fury actually an LMD? Does this go all the way to the top? Uh, do we maybe like build a super science gadget to track chronal energy to find the time travel machine or portal that the commandos used to get here? Uh, maybe we could use our psychic powers to interrogate Kruptman and get the whole story. No, the module doesn't even entertain the possibility that we might do any of those things. It just states that the heroes, quote, will probably start by visiting the doctor's home. If they missed Kruptman's address in his wallet, they can ask anyone in the base where he lives. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So assuming that we didn't search his wallet, so we didn't get his address, we just took out this evil Nazi scientist and his laser gun, and we're standing here in the wreckage of his lab thinking about next steps. Does it sound like a superhero comic book? For one of us to suggest, well, the next logical thing to do is to search Dr. Kruppman's private home for further clues about what he may have been up to in his personal life. Unfortunately, we don't know where he lives. Excuse me, you there, janitor, where does Dr. Kruppman live? And then the janitor tells you because like literally everyone on the base, he has Dr. Kruppman's home address. This is not superhero shit. This is police shit. This is mundane, crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's, checking out people's homes, searching their rooms, opening up the cupboards, taking notes in your little notebook. This is not the way that a Reed Richards will approach this problem. This is not the way that a Doctor Strange will approach this problem. This is not the way God knows that the Hulk will approach this problem. But the adventure is contingent upon the players realizing this is not a comic book. This is a slow-paced police procedural. And the next logical step in sound detective work is now that the suspect is in custody to go and search his home for any incriminating evidence that we might find of a time-traveling Nazi plot. And honestly, if I were playing this game and I hadn't picked up the vibe by this point, I don't think I would think of going to his house. I don't think the whole group would think of it. We'd be sitting around looking at our powers between super science and magic and psionics and God knows what, and thinking, we've got this, we can use our powers and we can figure out what's going on here. Now that we know Kruptman was a bad guy, or rather, now that we can admit that we know Kruptman is a bad guy, let's, you know, put our heads together. I don't think it would be on anyone's radar to go search his house, especially because, honestly, in the normal course of events, 
if you were a high-level government scientist who were secretly working for the other side, you wouldn't necessarily leave a lot of evidence of that lying around your house. Maybe your phone records would be incriminating, but it's not like you're going to have time-displaced letters from Hitler in your nightstand, you know? There's no need to keep that shit for your files. Uh, you know, you burn it. Anyway, that's the dumbest thing on this page. We are now fully submerged in police shit, and it's time to move on. Unless, unless you somehow managed to find a way through the adventure that did not smack directly into the mammoth tome that is World War II inside and out, all the people, all the places, and all the events written by Hamilton Crane. If you somehow manage to avoid encountering that book, Nick Fury is going to grab you by the scruff of the neck and throw you headlong into it next time on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.